Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Life Unexpected Podcast. This is your host, Amanda Sullivan. So something has been on my mind a lot lately, and it is not something that's really talked about that I've seen, and that is how having a special needs kids really affects the relationship with a typical child, okay? This has become so apparent in our lives not just here recently, but really the past several years. Um, And I just think it needs some recognition. And I just think people need to know that just dealing with the special needs child, like in our situation, just dealing with Andrew's appointments and therapies and specialists, school medications and the seizures and everything else, I just feel like the other child just kind of gets not left behind, but ignored. And there were times throughout our journey that Reese has been ignored a lot. I will never forget this time we were sitting at the table at my parents' house. This is when it hit me. This like hit me like a ton of bricks. And I know so many of you in this situation can relate to this, but Reese was sitting, we were having dinner with my parents, they were still together, we had gone over there, and we were sitting at the table, and Reese kept putting his elbow on the table, and basically, he didn't have proper table manners, and my dad just kind of was like, what is going on, like, he is old enough to have, he was like seven, or eight, yes, he was old enough to know better, he might have been even a little bit older than that. And it's just like, we haven't taught him table manners. There was literally zero time for us to teach him things like that. And then there were other things that popped up. Like there was a summer that we, that we went where by the time summer was over, we realized Reese hadn't ridden his bike the entire summer. And if any of you know Reese at all, that is his favorite thing on earth to do. Favorite thing, hands down, ever since he was a little kid. And he's now 17. He went an entire summer not being able to ride his bike because his brother was so sick. There were many conversations we had with him. Many, many, many conversations that um, were very open and honest with him. And saying, hey, this is not what we want. Your brother doesn't want to be sick. We don't want to ignore you. We miss you. We want to spend time with you. (laughs) We have no choice but to take care of your brother right now. For someone like Reese, for someone like him, he isn't naturally empathetic. He's not naturally sympathetic to people. He's got a really, really good heart. And he, and if he's been through that situation, he's got the most empathy for, for people and sympathy. Like he's such a sweet guy. But when he doesn't naturally think of it or he hasn't been through that situation, and he gets it honestly, he gets it from my husband's side. My dad's a lot like that. I mean, he got really double whammy with that genetically. And then I think sometimes being a male on top of that doesn't help. I think sometimes men are just naturally that way. Um, more than women, when you are trying to, or when I was trying to explain that to him and he just didn't understand, he just didn't like, he just didn't get it. He just really, really, really didn't get it. And they're only three years apart. And sometimes that's really hard to remember. (laughs) They're just, 
Oh man. So yeah, there were there were a lot of occasions that Reese didn't get to go do something or Reese didn't get to have the experiences he deserved to have because we still wanted to be a family unit. So there were things that we chose not to do because Andrew couldn't do them so we could stay a family unit. Now there were things that we took Reese to do and that we wanted to take Reese to do and things like that. It's so hard to decide and it's so hard to to have that balance. I don't even want to say balance because balance is such a bullshit word. It just doesn't fucking exist. It just doesn't exist. And I just, I remember so many times going to take a shower or going to the bathroom and having to rely on Reese and it wasn't fair, but it was what we had to do at the time, you know, when you have to work opposite shifts to get your kids taken care of because they can't go to daycare. What do you do? You know, even when he was asleep, there were times when I'm like, I was, I would put him in my bed so I could hear him if I was taking a shower, like if, so I could, and I would like leave the door open so I could listen for him and, and things like that. And then, you know, there were times when I literally had to go to the bathroom and be like, Reese, you've got to rock your brother. I would literally get my pants pulled down to go to the bathroom. It's probably TMI, but I would hear Reese scream, seizure, seizure. And then I would have to like go right back out. I mean, like, what else do you do? There's just nothing else you can do. Add on top of all of that, all the appointments and the medications and the time spent researching what's wrong with your kid because you just don't fucking know. And so, yeah, your typical kid gets a little bit left behind, gets a little bit ignored. And I hated it. And there are times he still gets ignored. And there are times when he gets so mad at his brother because he's still so, so needy. And he just gets angry. And I don't blame him. So when people comment about how immature he is for 17, and I'm like, yeah, but that's okay with me. The younger, the longer he wants to stay a kid, I guess, I think the better off our relationship will be. Because it's given us that time to heal. It's given us that time to get close again and talk about these things so he doesn't feel like we abandoned him and he just lived in a house all by himself because I kind of that's kind of what he felt like for a long time and it broke my heart and there's just so many little aspects of life of your life that that touches that having having to take care of somebody's extra needs there's so many parts of the life it touches, of your life that it touches, that it affects that people don't think about. It affects everything. And in one relationship that it affected, it affected a lot of my relationships. I was very angry with a lot of people in my life. I was never angry with Reese, but I was angry with other people. I was sad that I couldn't be the mother Reese needed in those very critical years when he was learning how to wash his face and he was learning how to get tape to do the table manners and he was supposed to be learning how to schoolwork and I just couldn't do it. I thank God every day that he is naturally smart and elementary school was naturally easy for him. I remember calling my mother-in-law one time in tears with him like, Reese got a bad grade. It's not like him. There's something bothering him. He won't talk to me. 
So she came and picked him up and took him out and spent time with him, and then he was fine. He just needed attention. He is such an amazing person. And one of the things that I'm so grateful for during this COVID quarantine, I guess, is that recent I really have gotten to build that relationship that we both missed. And we've talked and we've learned from each other. And for example, he told me that he was, that I was babying Andrew too much. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, mom, you've got to let him learn to do things on his own. Every time he needs any little thing, you're, you're up doing it for him. He's got to learn on his own. And I really got to thinking about that. And he was right. He was 100% correct. So I had to learn how to back off and let Andrew start doing stuff on his own. Because he was healthy enough to. I was just so used to being right there and having to do all the things because of his health and of his seizures and of, you know, the other of his balance issues and things like that. Like I was just so used to being right there that when he is healthier, that it, that's what I'm still doing. And it wasn't helpful for him. And I'm so blessed that he pointed that out. I just want people to see and understand, not really understand, I just want them to be aware, I guess, if people with special, if moms seem distant, it's not that we're being mean, it's not that we're being rude, it's just that we literally have so much going on on our plates and so much going on in our heads and so much going on all the freaking time and this has affected so many of our relationships already that we don't have the energy for more relationships in person sometimes relationships are a two-way street and sometimes we just don't have the energy I do now for right now it could change but I didn't years ago I had zero energy for other people including my own child so yeah I mean he there was also a point in time he he developed tics he was I think it was because he was nervous and needed attention and had no idea how to get it, had no idea what was going on, had no idea how to communicate with us about what he needed because he didn't know he was a kid. Like that was my job and I couldn't do it. He was, um, he had a tick. He had some other issues going on. So we took him to this uh, psychology doctor and he was so great with him. I was convinced that he had Tourette's, like convinced he just had a, I'm, I'm basically, I'm just going to call it a nervous tick. And it changed over time. And that's why I thought it was Tourette's because it would, it would literally change throughout the day. And then uh, a week later, it I means sometimes he would move his head weird. Sometimes he would cough weird. Sometimes he would, he never really said weird things, but I mean, it just, it was different movements. He definitely had some ADD going on. So I took him to the to the psychologist, and he was like, well, I mean, it's understandable with everything that your family has going on. I said, yeah, I know. And then um, we put him on some medication for a while, and it helped. And then he felt better, and he was like, Mom, I'm, I don't feel like I need that anymore. I'm like, okay, we'll stop. And we stopped, and he was, he was good. I think when they realize... And I think when Reese realized that I would fight just as hard for him than I would for Andrew, I think that's when his understanding started to switch. 
It makes me sound like a horrible parent because it makes me sound like we have to wait till there's something wrong to pay attention to him. And that's not what I'm trying to say at all. They just, they need to be seen too. Siblings of special needs kids need to be seen too. And they need attention and they need love and they need everything that the special needs kid needs. And it's very, very hard to find the time. And it's very, very hard to find the energy. I think the energy is going to be more difficult to find than the time. But you have to make it. That was a huge mistake on our part. We did not make time. We did not force ourselves because we were so depressed in our own state that we just didn't make the time for Reese. And that was a huge mistake. And sometimes I still get upset because I'll look at his elementary school pictures and I just don't remember a lot from his elementary school years because I just wasn't oh my god I wasn't the mom that he needed me to be I didn't have the tools that I needed to have to deal with any of this shit right and everybody fucking suffered for it and I was too proud to ask for help because I thought I could do it all by myself you guys take it from me. Don't do that. I don't care what's going on in your life. Do not do that. If you need help, get help. Ask people for help. I'm grateful that we're that we've healed as much as we have. And I'm grateful that I have a good relationship with Reese now, but I don't know you guys. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just grateful that uh it's crazy, this life, this year, everything's so crazy. And, you know, whether you see it or not, siblings, brothers and sisters, they worry just like parents do. They worry just like we do about their brother or sister. How could they not? They see you cry. They see you upset. They see you worry. But the good thing is, and the biggest, biggest blessing is, kids are very, very resilient and they're very, very forgiving. And if you open up and you're honest with them and you guys get the help that you need, then your relationships can be so good. So that is all I have for y'all in this episode. Thank you for listening. Love you. Bye.